Okay, so we're back for the second part of my actual first episode. Sounds a little confusing, but basically what I have is kind of like a dual podcast. So my original episodes will be, you know, one where it's it's really intellectual, it's it's to the point, it's got, you know, you know, it's grounding, it's, it's it'll it'll kind of like pull you in. But I think the second part is important for people that, you know, they're kind of raw and real, which is which is really what I am. I'm raw and real where I'm like, I don't want to hear the shit. So I just want to kind of get to the point. And, you know, to those listeners who are, who are, who are more inclined to listen to this part of the podcast than my first one, you know, more power to you. I applaud you and knowing who you are because being raw and real and 100 with everything that you do is not something that is very common. People are afraid to show who they really are. And I think that, again, we need more people like this in order to just avoid some of the drama we have. So let's start with the whole red flag thing. I mean, honestly, what the hell? Again, I fell into a trap within myself. I won't blame anybody but myself. Uh, But I don't take the responsibility away from the other person where they also had a responsibility to be honest and be upfront at some point. I mean, Come on, my dude, you only had 12 years to do it. Hello. When we're in the nitty gritty of things, you couldn't just come up and say, look, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm a dishonest person. I'm not who you think I am. And I just never got that. So, and then by the time I did get that, it was already way too late. Like there was already separation. There was already lots of things. So, you know, again, I think what you can, what you can get from this whole thing is don't fall for the bullshit. If something doesn't seem right in your gut, go with it. Your gut is usually 100 on point. But again, you have to know who you are. If you're wishy-washy to begin with, you're going to be wishy-washy with what you choose. That's just the bottom line. I've met so many women and so many men that are like, I'm on the fence. I don't know. I I want to do this. And And I feel like smacking them in the face and go, honestly, snap out of it. Pick your poison. Either you're going to do this or you're going to do that. But pick it. At the end of the day, it's your funeral. I was told that about two years ago or a year ago where a friend of mine was like, you know what? It's your funeral, Chris. So like figure out what you want to do. Either you're going to die with him or you're going to die without him trying to figure him out. And that was the truth. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm going down the wrong road. And at that point is when I really started to dig deeper into myself and, and, and not worry about what that other person was doing, what other people think. You get to a point in your life where you have to stop worrying about what other people are doing in their minds. There's just It's way too complex, right? You got people that you meet on a day-to-day basis that in front of your face, they just seem completely normal. Do you know when they go home, they're a complete mess? They're bipolar, they're this, they're that, they, they got all these stuff going on they they have addictions fetishes weird shit that when you do find out about it if you're lucky enough to find out about it you're blown away like oh my god i can't believe that i even acknowledge that person's intelligence or thoughts or or anything that that i was talking about because you know as people we 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 look for knowledge that that's innately in us we you know those of us who who want to be better anyway will thrive to look for something better, something something new. Like that movie, it, you know, as good as it gets. Like this can't be as good as it gets. This is shit. This is not the world that I want to live in. 
it's definitely not the world I want my fellow, you know, like people in the world to live in. I mean, it's there's just so much garbage going on. You got to pick apart all the the nastiness that goes on in the news and the you know, in the media, on social media. I recently got involved with TikTok, which I find extremely amazing. I can be on TikTok for hours, which definitely speaks volumes about <laughs> what I'm doing with myself right now. But again, it's my journey, right? It's my journey. It's it it's it's what I'm doing to to really see like what what's happening out there. So what I find amazing about TikTok is how open people are are being, whether it's true or not, to get followers and to get people to acknowledge their pain and their truth, they're putting themselves out there. Um, a lot of plus size girls, which hey, woo woo, I I you know I applaud all the plus size women that that are making these videos, stomachs hanging out, you know you know, any flab that's hanging out and busting out in the wind, they don't give a shit about it. They're just doing it. And I applaud that. I think it's great that people do that, that they're courageous enough to go, you know what? I don't care what other people think. I want to move and groove to this beat. And that's what I'm going to do. And I think it's great. I think it's great. I do, however, think that people aren't always as happy as they say they are being that way. And I think that's the truth that we really look for is like, okay, so you have all these plus size women, all these people saying like how amazing they feel at 400 pounds. I have to say I'm a plus size woman. Okay. Um, thankfully I'm healthy in the sense that I don't have any like significant illnesses, but you know, I don't feel 100%. And that's what I'm working on as well during this journey is to get healthier and eat healthier. I'm walking, I'm, I'm starting to want to run and and do those things that are going to help me to lose weight and to be better for myself. This is for me. This isn't for someone else or because I want to look a certain way. I do, however, want to look different in my jeans. That's for sure. And and that's a that's a personal thing. But when we let's refocus and get back to the plus size women on these on these media accounts where they say, "Oh yeah, I'm so happy being 400 pounds, and this is me. And if you don't like me, it doesn't matter." You know what? I don't think you're happy. I don't, and I'm going to say it because no one else wants to say it. I don't think you're happy like that. I think you have moments of happiness, but when you can't bend over and tie your shoe, you can't be that happy. Bottom line, you cannot be that happy. And even if you can bend over, because I've seen these girls lift a leg up, do a thing and dance around a pole in the whole nine. And I'm just like, geez, how are they doing this? You know, flexibility is an amazing thing. You know, I, I should go back to, I should go back to school for engineering and figure out how shit works because, and physics, because that, that shit right there, a 400 pound girl just, you know, flailing around on the floor, like, you know, like she's just doing the WAP and whatever. I mean, it's amazing. But at the same time, like I said, not everyone can do that. I don't think people realize how, when you are overweight, how terrible you feel. At some point, you don't feel 100 about it. And I think what, what the media is doing is, is hyping up how great we should feel about body image. Yes, I'm all about loving yourself. I just don't think that people should emphasize that, you know, at 400 pounds or 300 or at any weight where you're, you're not, it's not healthy. I mean, there is, there is a science to this. Now, let, let's be honest about it. There is a science that says, 
you know, certain height, certain weight, you're at risk for this, you have this, you know, and, and truthfully, you're not able to, to do some, some things that other people do. So again, I go back to the same thing. If that's true, then why are we selling ourselves a dream that this is so amazing? I think body image should be loving yourself for who you are and working on yourself to be healthy and to look the way you truly want to look because I'm going to challenge a woman that has roles and has all these things. And I'm not talking like, you know, like a little donut here and there. I'm talking about a big, big girl that, I mean, you know, she sits down and it's just like you, it's noticeable. I definitely think that we're missing the point here. That's not self-love. That's hiding shit. And I don't think that's finding your truth. I think people need to really get down with it and just really stop stop saying how amazing that looks. It doesn't look amazing. You know, um to me anyway, and I and I'm honest about that. You know, I I can look in the mirror and be like, you know, I don't like that, so I'm changing it. Um I'm not in agreement with that, so I'm changing it. And that's me. That's that's me finding my truth. But I think there's more women out there that don't have the courage to do that. So they hide behind this, you know, self-love on, you know, positive body image when it's all bullshit. Again, let me stress the fact that since this is a podcast and people are going to hear it, that there are women out there that love every inch of themselves. Like they're just convinced that, you know, 400 pounds or, and, and I say 400 pounds because that's, that's a pretty heavy person. Um, I'm not saying 200, 250, I'm saying 400, right? 300, 400 pounds, um, that, that that's where they want to be. But like I said, there are women that want to be that way. And if, if that's what they are, fine. But I think it's, I think it's selfish to sell on social media that everybody who's, who's big can kiss their ass and just keep it moving because they don't like it. So that's my personal opinion. You know, again, take it or leave it for what it's worth. So we go back to red flags and people showing you who they are and how the, what's happened to the dating world. What the hell has happened to dating? There is just no more, and especially with COVID, but I think even before COVID, like I would hear about Tinder and Bumble and all this craziness where people would meet. And it's just one big fuck fest. It's, it's honestly what it is because now I've had the opportunity to actually experience the fuck fest and have sex capades, which we're not going to get into now, but it's, it's an interesting thing where, where you're, you're looking at, at someone right through one, one perspective. It's a fucking picture in your phone. There's like, usually it's just the top of them. Um, maybe you get lucky and you get a full figure person, but you're still not seeing whether they're tall, they're short, like they're saying, oh, I'm five foot 10, I'm six foot. You get there, they're like four foot 11. I know because it happened to me. I know it happened to me on more than one occasion. So it's uncomfortable. It's a risk. I think we've lost so much with meeting people out where people say, oh, I don't want to go to the nightclub. I don't want to go to the lounge. I don't want to go. You know what, though? I'm going to tell you something. I kind of miss those days where you could go out, see somebody and you'd be like, Oh, let me see what this crazy motherfucker's into because you know what? He looks normal, but chances are he's probably psycho. And I'll probably love that because I have issues myself. 
Because let's face it, ladies, that's exactly what we do. We go after the crazy motherfuckers that are going to give us hell. And that's the whole point of my podcast is to explore those things because I am not completely healed. I am not completely 150% like, you know, like the riveting factor here of like what a woman should be. First of all, there's no such thing. We can say what we would like to define women as is being strong, intelligent, independent, hardworking and just loving and all the attributes that go with that, right? And men too, right? We're not excluding men. But at the same time, we're also not saying that we have issues. We have issues that stem from our youth, that stem from relationships we had 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago. You know, these are things that that we, we have to break the cycle at some point. And that's the, like I said, that's the whole point of this is to kind of identify and know that there's other women experiencing the same things, but people don't want to talk about it. I don't know why they don't want to talk about it. So you get on these apps and you're, and you're going, scrolling through all these things and it's like a meat market, right? Cause you're like, you know, you're swiping left. You like somebody, you swipe right. If they like you, then you get together and, and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. It's a whole process, like, I, I definitely don't like dating. I can tell you 100%. When I was married and I knew my relationship was shit, I was like, the last thing I want to do is date. And maybe that's why I'm going to hold on just a little bit more because I don't want to go back to the dating suit. I'm not saying that was the only reason. But I think that was a, a portion of it was like, hell to the no. I've heard way too many stories. And you know what? When I finally got there, I was like, you know what? This is This is the shit. This is where I'm at. And now I got to make the best of it and see where I'm going and how I'm doing. Um, again, I miss those days where you could go out to a club and and see somebody that you thought, oh, wow, you know what? I'm attracted. They caught my eye. Uh, I don't have to wait till, you know, like they swipe right on me. I can just, you know, walk up to them and see if there's a connection. And if there's not, bump it. You know, you move on to the next thing. A lot of people didn't like that. And so when I talk about conforming to the way society is moving in a different direction, it's like we hide behind the truth, right? Because it's hurtful. When you get rejected, it's hurtful. You walk up to somebody, they're like, bitch, get the fuck away from me. You're like, oh my God, okay, bye. Uh, I'll never come to this place again because I'm super embarrassed. Chances are most guys will not say that. But I mean, again, people have had bad experiences. I've heard experiences where they meet somebody and you know as soon as they turn around they they walk away so I mean that doesn't feel good I'm sure so but it's the truth and it's the honesty that's there in front of you where you can know yeah I dodged a bullet pretty quick there rather than hiding behind this bullshit conversation online texting back and forth and it's the same conversation people whether it's men or women, hey, how are you? Good, and you? What are you looking for? A connection. And if it goes further than that, then that's great, and I'll embrace it. Or I'm looking for a long-term relationship, an LTR. So you're like, okay, but not everyone knows where the hell they're at. They just don't. So they'll say, okay, I'm looking for the same thing, And then you get there and you're like, what the hell just happened here? I thought you were looking for a long-term relationship and you're looking just, you're looking for a one-night stand. Just say you're looking for a one-night stand. Okay, let's play devil's advocate. Now you got people that they're saying, hey, I just want friends with benefits. 
And you're like, oh my God, how could he talk to me that way? Oh my God, I can't believe he asked me for that. So it's like, what do we really want? Do we want honesty or don't we want honesty? And I think that's where the interesting part is in society with men and women. We don't want either. You know what we want? We want the dance. We want the game. And then learning how to play that game is the hardest thing. Because I've been out the game for a long time and I'll tell you that I fucked up many a time. So, and it's funny because I'll tell you my stories on where I messed up and how I did it. And then on other, you know, experiences where I had the upper hand and I, I did it right and I, I was successful. And, you know, maybe it didn't last, last as long as I wanted it to, but, it, you know, it was something that was meaningful and it taught me something. So that's another good point that I wanted to make here is, you know, when you're dating, when you're not in a long term relationship and your options are, are more open than others. One of the biggest things that people don't see, right, because they're engulfed in this. I need to be loved. I want this. I want that. There's all these criteria that they have. They don't see that in order to get to where they're going to. There's experiences you're going to have to have in life to get to the next level. Whatever that level is. I don't know what that is. You may never find someone. I'm not saying because, again, I am not God and I don't have and I don't make those decisions. Because if if I was Cupid, I'd find love for everyone because I know it's the most amazing feeling in this world. Whether you look for love with people or spiritually, it is the most amazing thing in the world is love. It's to feel that safety. It's to feel the embrace of someone's touch that knows that they're there for you, that you're not alone. Because loneliness, it's a tough place to be. It's the reason why people date people they don't want to be with because they just don't want to be alone because they haven't found their truth it's like i'll say it one million times throughout my podcast the whole reason for this whole thing is for you to find your truth because when you find your truth you may not be in the place that you thought you were going to be in but you can sleep easier at night you can have peace in your heart you can have rest finally that you're like shit Now I know what's what. Okay, now I can move towards things that'll help me bring in those things that I so desire. And that's it. That's the key here. So with relationships, going back to dating and and men and women getting on these apps and they're they're so so involved in like, oh, is this date going to be great? You know what? Let it be. It is. It's going to be what it is. If someone really likes you, they're going to call you. They're going to take time to invest in you, right? It's like anything. We know when we want something. We know when we want to be invested in it. And we also know when we don't want to. We know the signs. There's no calls. There's no texts. There's those far and few dates that you go out and you're like, hmm, This is not the connection that I thought it was at first. So there's a disconnect. And the sad part is we continue to give it a chance. We continue to go, well, maybe this and that. 
And I'm just like, I'm amazed at myself that I've done it. That I've been like, what the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? I just wasted two months of my life on someone that didn't give two shits about me. And I'm worth far more than that. So, you know, when we talk about red flags, we talk about things that we see immediately and we ignore them. And a lot of times, like I said, in these dating apps, you get to see one perspective of someone and that's it. You know, it's a profile, it's a text, back and forth, you meet, you don't meet. And that's the other thing. You got these dating apps, right, where people go, oh, I really want to meet. I just, you know, want to see who you are. And people will let you linger. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll meet, we'll meet. Oh, yeah, yeah, next week, next week. Oh, yeah, oh, no, next week after that. Oh, no, I'm free this week and I'm doing this and that. And you're just like, okay, and you're waiting. Like an idiot, you're waiting. I know because I did it. And I was like, what the hell am I waiting for? If they really wanted to meet me, they'd meet me. Okay, again, footnote. There are circumstances where people have things go on. Things happen. Things have happened to me. Um, you know, with the job that I was working in, I, I traveled quite a bit. So sometimes they'd say, hey, Chris, you got to be in this place, in this state um, by tomorrow morning. So you need to pack up and go. And I have to pack up and go. So, I mean, obviously I don't have time to call every person that I knew and let them know. So, and then I get busy when I'm on the job. So then it's it's really hard to to keep that going. But so those are extenuating circumstances. But for the most part, we have three big signs. The first is the physical attraction. I'm sorry, but if you don't have physical attraction at all, and I'm not saying that you have to like whether I'm skinny, fat, this, my nose is too big, my nose is too small, my hair is not this. It's not, I'm saying overall, there's an attraction physically. When you look at someone, there is something appealing about them that you like and vice versa. All right, that's one. Two, there's respect. And respect starts from the door. Respecting the way that the other person thinks, respecting how they, you know, um, take things on or, or, or how they do certain things. There has to be a respect. Because if there's not, then what the hell do you have? You got nothing. You need respect. Three, you have to be attentive. If you see they're not attentive, if you see they're not interested, if you see that you're chasing, that's not okay. Playing devil's advocate. If they're chasing you and you're not interested and they're trying to give you so much time and their efforts are greater than yours, my love, be honest and let it go. Be honest and say, you know what? It's just not a match. I've done it. It's okay. They will be okay. It's been done to us. Thankfully, I've had experiences where they're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not into girls like you. And I've asked girls like me, what? Well, women that are independent. I, I want a woman that I can make more money than. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, thank God you told me now because I'm an independent bitch. So we're not going to have a good time here. Or um, I don't like Hispanic women because I kind of can go both ways. I can look Hispanic and I can look American. So I've had guys that are like, oh, when they find out you're Hispanic, they're like, well, 
you know, I'm not into that. I'm like, okay, great. And maybe it really wasn't that. Maybe it was something else. Maybe I wasn't curvy enough or I wasn't thin enough or I wasn't fat enough. Who knows? Like there's a million reasons. Maybe my nose was too small or too big. My eyes were, who, who the hell knows this day and age what the reason is. But at least they were honest enough to go, you're not my type. And I was like, thank you, bitch. Moving on. Have a nice day. Bye. So again, those are the three things. You need to have some kind of physical attraction, hopefully a lot. Two, there has to be respect. And three, there has to be attentiveness. If you're going to find any kind of connection, those three things have to be present. Because you're going to see that as you go further along in the relationship, those three things will ground you. You see yourself with someone without those. Let's look at those three things grounded in the foundation of your relationship. One, you love the way your partner looks. The way that their eyes are, the way their hair is. Something, whatever it was that attracted you to that person. You love it. Ten years from now, whether there's a wrinkle or not, hey, guess what? That twinkle in their eye, that thing that you loved, still there. Still there. Respect. If the respect, I don't even think I need to say anymore. Respect's the foundation of any relationship. Whether it's a friendship, family, I don't care what the hell it is. That respect has to be there. Because respect helps with boundaries. Respect defines different things that you would not do to hurt your partner, your friend, your family. So that's the respect. Ten years from now, you know you would never do that to your partner, your husband, your wife. You won't do it because it's not right. It's respect. So you need that. Three, you need that attentiveness, that affection, that interest. Ten years from now, you're with your partner, your wife, your husband, whatever, like I said, You want that person to still show you that you mean something. Just because you live with someone for 10 years doesn't mean you're done. There's there's so many songs that go, you know, you don't do this anymore. Yeah, why? Because you lost that. You lost it. Got to work at it, too. So those three things, you think about that 10 years from now, if you had those three things 20 years from now with your partner, you had those three things. You got that physical, you got that interest, you got that respect. You're telling me you wouldn't feel safe and secure? Hell yeah, you're going to feel safe and secure. Because it's what you built. It's that foundation you built it on. Again, if you're not getting that right from the door, why are you there? And I'm not saying you can't stay there for a little while and ponder on it, but you're going to sit in your shit. You're going to sit in your shit. You may sit in your shit for years trying to figure out what the hell you're doing in that relationship. But that's on you. That is on you. Because you know something's wrong. Your innermost gut, most inner feeling will tell you. You are in the wrong place. Get the fuck out. And you know what we do? We go, okay, just just let Christmas go by. 
just let this holiday go by. Oh, let me get past my birthday. Guys, I have done it. There is no good time to leave someone. There is no good time to break up, to tell someone, even when you're just dating on this these apps. There is no good time to be like, you know what, I'm not beat. But if you do it earlier than later, you save yourself. You shave off years of wasted time. Where you could be, and I'm not saying go back and, and, and date and do it all over again with somebody else, but what is your, other than finding a connection, what is your truth? What would you like to do for, for the universe? What's your purpose? What is it that you desire to accent the world with? Ask yourself that question. Other than finding a connection, which is amazing, Right? Who doesn't want to lay up in the bed with the person of their dreams and be there all day and eat grapes and watch Netflix all day? Everybody. Everybody. Shit, I'd like to do it now. But I'm sitting here doing a podcast. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, this is what I enjoy. This is what I want to bring to the table. I want to bring truth, honesty, awareness. I want self-awakening. I want you to snap out of what you've been in. What are you going to bring to the table other than a relationship? What is your truth? Where are you going to be in five years? Are you going to be stuck in the same place you were? If not five years, what about 10 years? Oh, I can't think that far, Chris. That's way too far. All right, let me give it to you this way. Where will you be in six months? That's enough time to figure that out. I'll leave you with that thought. Conversations with Chris. Until next time.